Hey, Sales Lift Nation, it's your host, Tyler Lindley. Today, I have Colin Mitchell on the podcast. Hey, Colin, how's it going? I'm doing good, man. I'm pumped, excited to be here, and I know we're going to have a ton of fun. We're going to have a blast. Colin is the co-founder and CRO of SalesCast, which is an awesome podcasting agency that can really help you get your podcast off the ground. And today, we're going to be talking about just that, the Sales Lift is a Sales Podcast. Colin has a lot of podcasting knowledge, and we want to talk about how can sales team, sales reps, sales leaders, how should you be using podcasts? Whether it's a company podcast, whether a sales rep has their own podcast, maybe it's just checking out some of your prospects podcasts, but there's a variety of ways we can use podcasting throughout our sales process. Colin, I'd love to hear, how do you think sales teams should be using podcasts these days? I love that question. There's a lot of different ways and you mentioned some of them and we'll probably unpack some of those. The one thing that I really believe is that Everybody in sales should have a podcast. And a lot of people are like, what the heck are you talking about? I'm an SDR. I just started last week. What the heck do I have to say on a podcast? And you have a lot. There's a lot of things that I love about podcasting for sellers because it solves a lot of things you need to do anyway. The days of just pounding the phones and thinking that that's going to be good enough. I'm a big fan of the phone and using the phone, but only using the phone is only going to get you so far. And then you layer in email and you need to be creative and you need to have some marketing skills to be able to produce some interest on that channel. And then you layer in social and you're like, I don't know what to post. A podcast can solve a lot of these things. Number one, if you had a podcast where you're interviewing the types of people that you want to build relationships with, it's not this idea of you'll never have to pick up the phone again (laughs) and podcasts will solve all of your prospecting problems. No, it's just one more thing that you can do. And if you think about it this way, is like, who's the top accounts that you're trying to break into? Who is your dream clients? And the interesting thing is, even if you're good on the phone, or let's say you're good on email, or you're good on social, maybe 10% or, hey, raise my hand. I want to take a meeting. Let's talk. But it's the exact opposite. If you reach out to that same list of people and you're like, hey, Tyler, I found this particular thing interesting about you. I think you'd be a great fit for my show. I'd love to have you come on and have a conversation. Nine out of 10 of those people are going to say yes. And you got to do it right because it can't feel like, hey, Tyler, I only invited you on my show because now I want to book you on a mm-hmm. demo with one of my AEs. Right. But it's a great way to build high quality relationships by adding value from day one. So that's one thing that it solves for sellers. But then it also solves a lot of sellers struggle with posting original content Mm. on social. (laughs) And a podcast can easily solve that. Even if you just did a one episode per week podcast. Hell, even once per month, you could repurpose it. Oh, yeah. Maybe not even once a week. I think a lot of sellers wouldn't even need that much. Because you can take quotes and nuggets, not even just posting the content, but it also inspires you to write more original content. If you refer back to it, you can easily train transcribe the episodes and then pull some nuggets in there. There's a lot of things you can do. And if you're really smart about it too, specifically if you're inviting people on that you want to do business with, or you want to partner with in some way that can drive revenue for you in your role, then you can create a lot of pieces that are lifting them up. And that's a great thing because people remember how you make them feel. You invite them on the show, make them feel like they're heard. You're curious about them. Give them a good experience. Give them some content that is lifting them up. It's a win-win in many scenarios. That's my personal favorite way that sellers can use podcasting. I totally agree. One thing I want to unpack that you said on the first half there was you talked about this idea of most of your prospects out there would be willing to hop on a podcast interview. If you ask them to hop on a discovery call or hop on a demo, probably going to be a little reluctant. But if you ask them to hop on a podcast, let's jam about a topic that y'all are both passionate about, most people will say yes. So I think regardless of whether that ends up turning into a sales opportunity or not, 
you're still having a conversation with your prospect. Yeah. And I think that especially for new sellers, you need to be having as many conversations as possible. Sales starts with conversations. Yeah. And even if it doesn't end up being an opportunity today or even a week from then or a month from then, you're having conversations with prospects and getting in front of those folks. And some of those will turn into opportunities, some won't, but those conversations are important. Talk to me a little bit more about that. How important do you think conversations are for new sellers as they're just getting into a new sales role? And how can podcasting create some of those conversations? I love that question for a lot of reasons, Tyler, because it's a backwards way of thinking for a lot of sellers because they're not taught that the goal is to have conversations. They're taught that the goal is to book the meeting and get something from their prospect. There's people out there that are teaching say a better way of selling where the goal is have conversations with as many people as possible that could maybe possibly do business with you. And the goal is more to find out, is it a good fit? Do you have a problem? Am I the right person to solve that? And does it make sense to go on this journey? And it's hard when sellers have their meeting and activity quota and all of these things that they're worried about. It's like, how can I just have conversations enough to really stress you out? But the more conversations you have, and especially the more high quality conversations. Now, every person that you have on a podcast is not going to become a prospect. They're not going to book a meeting, but that's a relationship that you now have. And if you do some simple, simple, simple things to stay top of mind with them, engaging with them on social, maybe you send them a handwritten thank you note. Maybe even it's just a simple personalized video after the interview where you're like, Hey, Tyler, thanks so much for taking time out of your busy day. Really appreciate you coming on the podcast. Really enjoyed learning this particular thing about you, showing them that you really care and that you really listened and that you're really grateful. Those relationships are going to go places that you don't expect. Maybe they become clients. Maybe they become referral sources, maybe both. But here's one thing that most people don't realize about podcasting, especially for sellers. People always tell you, learn your prospects, understand their language, get to know how they talk, what makes them tick, what they care about, all these things, right? And the options are read the books that they read, read the blogs Mm -hmm. that they read, hang out where they hang out, join the groups, you name it. But it's way more effective to just have them on a podcast and ask them any question that you want, anything you are genuinely (laughs) curious to learn about. And it's also a skill transfer as well, because being a podcast host means that you have to be an extremely good listener. You have to be very curious and you have to ask great questions. All of those skills transfer over to every other conversation that you have with your prospects in any other context. So you're constantly flexing those muscles that are going to make you a better seller in those conversations. And you're going to take the things that you learn from those conversations into all of your other sales conversations. And you're going to be a much more skilled seller by practicing through podcasting. I totally agree. I remember back when I first started podcasting, I was extremely interruptive. I didn't really know what to do to prepare for the podcast, just would show up. And after you do it 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 times, you do start building some of those skills. And like you said, those skills are transferable, especially for sales. We're really having conversations. We're being curious. Like you said, we're asking good open-ended questions. We're shutting up and listening. Those are hard things for new sellers who want to throw up and tell the prospect everything about their product and who want to interrupt them and half-ass prepare for calls. These are skills that you can take into your sales role. I think one thing people get nervous about is, oh, nobody's going to listen. Nobody's going to listen to the podcast. Does it even matter? There's so You're many right. skills you can build. You're getting a masterclass in how to be a better seller. You're talking to your prospects. Who cares if people listen? I think people fall into that trap of if it doesn't get this many downloads or this much traction or this many views, then it's a failure. 
But is it a failure if you're getting all these other benefits we're talking about? You're absolutely right. It's the same reason why a lot of sellers struggle to get started in posting original content on, say, LinkedIn, if you're in B2B space. It's because they're like, well, nobody's going to care. Nobody wants to hear what I have to say. Nobody's liking, nobody's commenting. But the thing is, is most of the leads that I get from social, and I'm pretty damn active on social, are not the people liking and commenting my stuff. They're the yep. people that just randomly slide into the DMs, randomly fill out a form on our website because they saw something, they've been seeing content, they've been watching, lurking for six, eight, nine months, you name it. And then they're <laughs> ready to reach out because they literally know what we do so well by the time that we actually have a conversation. And those lurkers are everywhere. We don't see them. They don't show up. You don't have conversations with them until they're the middle or bottom of the funnel. And next thing you know, they're reaching out of the blue and they know everything about you. But that's why you've got to be consistent. One thing that I've tried to do with the sales lift is be consistent. Once a week, I'm going to show up. I'm going to put this content out. I'm going to have an interesting conversation and I'm going to be consistent. I've done it now for over a year and I've gotten better for it. Not only have I gotten better skills, but I'm better at podcasting. I feel like the episodes are now better. It's a tighter conversation. Overall, a better product, but you have to start. Colin, how do you get sellers or sales team, sales leaders? What is that first step someone can take to get going down this path? It's a good question. I actually have a post, which is like a featured piece of content on my LinkedIn profile. It's towards the end. It's not my top performing post, but there's a lot of valuable information in there because the post breaks down basically how you could get started as a seller with a podcast with a budget of $185, which is basically getting a hosting platform. You can use Anchor, which is free. Great. Does the job. I personally prefer Simplecast just because of dynamic ad insertion and good analytics and all of these other things. 15 bucks a month, but Anchor is free. If you're a new seller just getting started in a new role, free might sound really well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and what a host is, is a host is the platform where you post your episodes and then it pushes it out to all of the podcast platforms. You need a name. Don't get stuck on the name. You're not going to get the perfect name. <laughs> the name should somewhat tell people what the show is about, especially yep. if you want to build listenership over time. Yep. If it's a sales show, it should have sales in the title or something like that. If it's a revenue show, if it's a marketing show, that should be part of the title. If you're thinking about it in a different way, what type of topics can my prospects talk about? And then that's how you can formulate your title because it would make sense for those people to come on that show and highlight their expertise in that particular topic or area. So you need a title and then you need artwork, show artwork. If you're somewhat creative, you could probably do this on Canva or something like that. If you want it to be a little bit better, you could probably hire somebody on Fiverr or Upwork or something like yeah. that. And then as far as recording your episodes, you could use Zoom, which is what we're using right now. If you are more of a creative type, you could use a platform like Riverside where you can get higher quality video and audio. If you want a really totally turnkey solution where you don't have to spend a lot of time editing, you could use a platform called StreamYard. StreamYard is usually used for streaming live. However, they have some features that I really like for somebody who is trying to minimize the time editing and wants it to just be good enough to get it out. And what I'm talking about is you can create an overlay banner so that you have the full version video optimized and designed ready for YouTube. And then you can load a video video intro and a video outro. And you can actually play that before you have the conversation, play yep. that after you have the conversation, and then you're not having to mash those together after, and you can just download and upload it to your host. And it's good enough. One thing I love that you said multiple times there is good enough. A lot of us struggle with perfectionism and just getting out the exact right thing. I know I did when I started my podcast, 
I delayed and delayed and delayed because of the name and the artwork and all this stuff, the host, let me get everything perfect. Let me get everything perfect. Whereas if I would have just gotten started, I could have started and gotten better and made these mistakes and then gotten better over time. Focus on being good enough, especially out of the gates and get those first five, 10, 15 interviews under your belt. Because I think a lot of people will determine, do I even want to continue after that? Yeah. Is this something worthwhile? Do I enjoy this? Because honestly, if you don't enjoy it, you're not going to do it long term. Right. Me and you both enjoy having these kind of conversations, doing podcasts. That's something we enjoy or else we wouldn't be doing it anymore. But you may not enjoy it. Start as quickly as possible so you figure that out and then you can figure out, is this something I want to try to do? Absolutely. And I think another big hurdle for a lot of people in getting started, other than the ones that you mentioned and that I mentioned, is they think, oh, nobody's going to say yes. Nobody wants to come on a show that doesn't even exist yet. And the answer to that is you're absolutely wrong. There's so many people that are accustomed to being invited on shows that don't even exist yet because it's very common for a lot of people to start their show and want to record their first four or five before they actually launch. That way they don't feel the pressure to constantly find a guest. So I like to say, start with maybe four or five friendlies, people that you know that would be on the show, people that would actually give you feedback and tell you, hey, I sucked as a host. (laughs) You can learn. And those first few, you don't have to release them if they're horrible. And if they're your friends, you can redo them. So start with some friendlies. And then even when you start to just reach out to some people, this is something that I like to tell people to do before they even actually get started is just put a list together of 20, 30 people, that are your ideal customers or partners that you would love to build relationships with. It's you'd love to have a conversation with. Reach out to them. Tell them, hey, I have a you know new podcast that I'm starting. I'd love for you to come on for these reasons and talk about this and see what happens. And then yeah. if you do this exercise, what's going to happen is so many people are going to say yes, you're going to be forced to start the show. <laughs> and then you have to do it because you have these people that are of interest to you yeah. that you want to have a conversation with that are ready to come on your show. And then you got to get it together and get that puppy launched. And sometimes that's the best pressure though, is to put that kind of pressure on yourself where they're just people that you really want to talk to that now are expecting it. And if you don't follow through, it's like, oh, well, do I really want Colin? Colin doesn't even follow through. He said he was starting a podcast. We never even did it. I don't think he even launched it. I tried to find it on Apple and I couldn't even find it. I like that kind of pressure that you can build for yourself. What else? One thing we haven't talked about is we've talked about like individuals having a podcast. Yeah. However, sometimes you join an organization, you join a company as a seller and that company already has a podcast. There's a company podcast, which is pretty popular now. Companies having podcasts about whatever topic that company might want to have some thought leadership on. So if my company has a podcast and I'm joining that company as a sales rep, how can I leverage my company's podcast in my own selling? There's a lot of things that you could do. It is common for brands to have a podcast now. And a lot of times brands are thinking of it a little bit different than the way that we've been talking about it. They're thinking about it as more of a marketing activity, more brand awareness, more mid-funnel content, more investing in the long-term strategy of building an audience that they own the attention of. Because on every other platform, you name it, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, whatever it is, you either pay to play to get people's attention. And every time they change the algorithm, your reach gets shorter and shorter and shorter. And typically on social platforms, people don't really follow B2B brands that much. They want to follow people. So the strategy on social isn't as effective, but they can build an audience that they own the attention of, then that is something worth investing. 
for brands because then you can promote anything you want to them at any time. And podcast listeners are typically higher income earning people. They're typically your decision makers. They're 25 times more likely to actually take action on something than reading Mm -hmm. a blog or an ad or something like that. That's why brands are investing in podcasts. Now, if your company has a podcast, there's a lot of different things that you can do. Number one, if they're having conversations with your prospects, the type of people that you want to do business with, just totally binge, (laughs) listen to all of them. (laughs) That's a lot of knowledge. If they have them on YouTube, you could even take them and then run them through Descript and get transcriptions and really get in the weeds of learning things. If there's, say, for example, maybe they have a revenue show and your CRO talking to other CROs, you can use that as a way to get in. Maybe you're trying to get into the CMO or whatever the case is. I don't know what people sell, but you can use that as leverage. Hey, I heard your CRO having a conversation with my CRO. I really love this particular thing that you guys are doing over there. And then however your messaging is to then get a conversation. Remember, goals not the book of meeting goal is to have a conversation, (laughs) but you can use that as a personalized way to tie in, to get a conversation going. Another thing that I really like is there's a platform called Listen Notes and Listen Notes does look like it's from the eighties, but it is the most accurate data source for podcasting. They're taking the Apple data and you can search shows, episodes, titles, names of guests, and you'll find them. Say for example, if Tyler was my ideal prospect, I could go search his name on Listen Notes. I could see all of the podcasts that he's been on. I could go listen to those podcasts and then find a way to reach out to him in a much more personalized way. 100%. And we were talking about that before. Go out and listen to those episodes. One thing I love about podcasting is that you can't outsource it. Only you and I could be sitting here having this conversation. We couldn't just farm this out to someone else or it would be inauthentic. It wouldn't be us. It wouldn't be this podcast. And the same thing holds true for your prospects. When they're on having a conversation on a podcast, that's probably the most honest forthright information you're ever going to hear your prospects say is when they're having a podcast interview of which they want to sound good. They want to sound intelligible. They want to sound like they know what they're talking about. Having a great captivating conversation, go and listen to that. If it's out there in the world, people say, oh, I can't find anything about the people online. But have you really searched? Because I think a lot of decision makers are on podcasts these days. If they care about their own personal brand and their company's brand, they're on podcasts, but you've got to go out there and take the initiative to find those episodes, listen to them and use that for your personalization. Use that to get that email opened. It's interesting because you'd be surprised what you find. If you stalk them on social media and read some press releases or them going on the news talking about something, you're going to be reaching out like everybody else. (laughs) There's the people that are not doing that work that just completely get ignored. And then there's the people that do that work and are somewhat good at it. And there's some that are better, but not a lot of people are leveraging podcasting to find information about their buyers to reach out. And the interesting thing is, is a lot of times you're going to find stuff that you're not going to find anywhere else. For example, they may go on business podcasts. They may go on religious, spiritual podcasts. They may go on a podcast that's more about their personal journey. And you might learn things that you're like, wow, we have some things in common that I would have never learned anywhere else. And so in a lot of times on podcasts, for whatever reason, people can get a little more personal than they would on any other platform. And you'll know that person better than if you're just constantly scouring their feeds. I totally agree. There's something about the medium that just forces you to be honest and authentic. And if you're not, I think that comes across. I think people can smell that in authenticity in a podcast conversation. So definitely go out and look at your prospects, see if they've been on any episodes. Colin, any other advice for sales reps, sales leaders out there who might be interested in learning how to leverage podcasting? Anything we haven't touched on yet that you want to bring up? 
And the final thing that I'll say is if you're like, this is way too overwhelming. Starting a podcast sounds totally nuts. I don't think I can do it. Guesting on shows might be a good, mm. comfortable place to start. I didn't actually think about starting a podcast until I had actually guested on a podcast. And then once I guested on a podcast, I loved that experience so much. I then wanted to start a podcast. And also, let's say you're a sales leader and you're like, I don't have time to do a podcast. At the very least, you should be guesting on podcasts on a regular basis as part of your strategy, because you're going to be investing in your personal brand. You're going to be elevating your thought leadership. You're going to be getting your message out there. The key there is making sure that you get on the right shows with the type of people that you want to get your message in front of, and then making sure that you're a good guest. You actually Mm -hmm. share the content for the host because who knows, they probably have other podcast friends that they could refer you to. Making sure that you have a good call to action, making sure that you're not showing up and it's just a big sales pitch. (laughs) Actually show up, provide some value, provide some education for the listeners. That's why podcast hosts do this to provide education and value to their listeners. And so they expect you to show up and do that. And if it's just a big look at me and we do all these great things and it's just a self-promotion, it's not going to be a good experience and probably be one of the last podcasts you go on. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Let's give you an opportunity to do a little self-promotion. Colin, if my listeners want to find out more about you and what you do online, how can they do so? Very, very simple. Thanks so much for having me on, Tyler. Really appreciate it. If you enjoyed this episode today, which if you made it this far, I'm assuming you did, you can check out Sales Transformation on whatever platform you're listening to this on. You can go to Sales Transformation where we drop five episodes per week. That is the best way to find out what's new, top of mind, and exciting for us over at SalesCast. Awesome. Love it. We will link to that in the show notes. Colin, really appreciate you coming on. I look forward to hopefully hopping on Sales Transformation sometime soon. Have a great rest of your day. Appreciate you joining. Awesome. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to today's show. You can find all the links discussed and the show notes at thesaleslift.com. That's the, T-H-E, sales, S-A-L-E-S, lift, L-I-F-T, dot com. Have questions for me? Email me at tyler at thesaleslift.com. We look forward to seeing you back here next week. And we hope today's show brings you the sales lift your business needs. Remember, ideas plus action equals results. You've got new ideas. Now it's time to take action and the results will follow. See you next time.